Hey everybody, how's it going? Good evening and welcome to this special State of the University update uh, about Signum University. I am super excited to share with you guys some of the kind of amazing things uh, that have been going on at Signum University. Well, of course, for like the last seven years, but uh, in particular, there have been some fairly exciting moments here uh, in the last uh, in the last month, really, especially. Um, so. Okay, so let me uh, let me explain. First, I don't want to you know draw out suspense. I'm not trying to be super mysterious about things, but uh, the the main thing that is going on is we have officially begun uh, the comprehensive review process for our New Hampshire state certification. We are being certified in the state of New Hampshire up here where I'm living currently, um, and uh, this is. Uh, this is a really exciting moment. We're not we're not finished with the process yet. We're still in the midst of the process. We're working with them, um, but uh, you know this is something I know. There are many of you I know um, who have been, you know, associated with Signum and with Mythgard for many years, and who know full well without me having to say another word exactly what this means uh, for us. Uh, we have been working and uh, and struggling and uh, aiming at this moment. Uh, for many, many years, and uh, the day has finally come upon us, uh, and it's come upon us relatively um, relatively quickly. Um, in fact, it's kind of burst upon us, uh, in some ways slightly unexpectedly. Um, so it is... Um, it's been a it's been a, it's been a really exciting thing. Let me uh, uh, let me actually just kind of tell you the uh, tell you the story there. So um, this started with you'll remember when I was away uh, at the end of February, the last week of February, and uh, I had remember I was like I'm not going to be in contact at all. I'm going to be completely uh, so going on vacation with my family, and I was going to be completely out of internet contact for almost the whole week. Well, there's only one day in which I was not completely out of contact, uh, and that's the day that my family and I were on an island in the Caribbean where my phone was working, uh, and so I'm like, okay, I better turn on my phone and check and make sure, and while my phone was on for like four hours during that one day, I get a phone call from the Secretary of Education <laughs> in the state of New Hampshire uh, asking me to, to come in and, and have a meeting with the higher education folks, uh, and, I was, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I mean, it was funny, like, I was, I was literally in a wetsuit. <laughs> Like with my family on a little floating houseboat thing where we were doing uh, sco- uh, like some uh, uh, helmet diving and uh, snorkeling, and I'm holding my phone and I'm like, uh, I better take this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, that was that was really really neat. So I had a meeting with them the week I got back. Um, drove up to Concord for that meeting, and it was a really great meeting. You know, we kind of got to know each other. You know, got to tell them a little bit about who we are and what we're trying to do. And you know, they wanted to know how far along we were in the process. And of course, we've actually been, we've been targeting uh, late this spring or early this summer to uh, submit our formal documentation uh, for the comprehensive review. So we had been been uh, getting our documentation together anyway. Um, and uh, so we set up a, a follow-up meeting three weeks later. That was the one that happened last Wednesday, um, and uh, where we were going to, you know, show them what we had so far. And you know, I, I kind of, for me, I kind of took that as a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, we had originally been the schedule we had made was let's see if we can get all of our material together by, you know, by June first at the absolute latest. And now I'm like, okay. 
March 28th, people, let's do this. So we, we put together as much as we could uh, just to show them, you know, because we wanted to show them, you know, we're, we're, we're really serious. And after our initial talk, they were really interested in Signum and what we were doing, and they seemed uh, really open to the idea. Um, but I also got the sense that, you know, they kind of thought that we were not very far along in the process. So I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to impress them at the end of March, right? We're going to, we're going to be, and that's the, if you remember, those of you who do Exploring the Lord of the Rings with me may remember the book I held up uh, last Tuesday, which is the day before I went to uh, my, my follow-up meeting up in Concord, um, which was our printout, our, our 286 page printout of the documentation we had put together for that meeting. Um, and it, it I, I, I think we definitely, Definitely uh, seem to have made the impression that we're really serious and quite far along in our in our process, much more than I think they expected us to be. Um, such that you know they began talking right away about assembling the evaluation team and getting everything going. In fact. Um, <laughs> there was this there was this sort of very interesting moment in the conversation where uh, the the uh, commissioner of higher education who's the one I was uh, I was I was meeting with um, you know said uh, well you know I think we should uh, you know really think about getting ready for the for the May 8th meeting and I'm like May 8th. Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking like, all right, so have everything. Cause you know, what I handed in was, was, was a lot, but there's more that we needed to do. It was not totally done. So I'm like, okay, all right. I think we can get to the final documentation by May 8th. That's fine. And, and so I'm like, okay, so we should submit by May 8th, you know, before how many weeks before May 8th should we submit? And he's like, no, no, to be completely done with the process by May, to have, have you come up for a final vote of approval on May 8th? And I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. Okay, right. So excellent. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's just, you know, to suddenly find, I don't know if I can describe to you the sort of experience of, um, you know, we've been, we've been building this for seven years. You know, we've been working towards this moment for seven years and it's always been, again, especially those of you who've been for around, uh, around for a long time. know. you know, this is something that, you know, I keep saying, you know, we're getting there, we're going to get there. Eventually it's going to happen, you know, and we can, you know, we can't do this yet, but we're almost there. Uh, and to be at the point where all of a sudden, you know, you're, um, uh, it's it's like okay, six weeks from now we're going to be done. All of a sudden, uh, it's amazing. Now, I, you know, I, I, I in the end, I'm not sure the logistics are going to work out. That was a really ambitious uh, plan uh, of the of theirs at the Department of Education to um, uh, to get us through to the May 8th meeting, and it would require a lot of logistics to line up perfectly and I'm not sure they're going to but uh, but even if they don't we're looking at June right June for the for the for the completing of the process now of course I must add as a disclaimer we're only we're still in the evaluation process right we've not been guaranteed that we're gonna pass and everything I don't want to I don't want to sound too presumptuous I don't want to uh, I don't want to um, uh, you know, it's like when I was uh, testing for my black belt, you know, like you couldn't say like, oh, I'm getting my book. I'm testing for my black belt. I don't want to assume that I'm going to pass in advance. Right. Um, but um, uh, anyway, so so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go. But I'm but, you know, talking with the people in the Department of Education, they have been so great. I've been so delighted uh, by their supportiveness and their willingness. You know, one of the things that has always been. One of the big questions, right, as we've been thinking about or as we've been 
Okay, not think. Imagining really is a better uh, is a better uh, uh, word for it. Honestly, as we've been imagining what it would be like to actually go through this comprehensive review, review process, we've always known that it would demand a lot of um, a lot of flexibility on their part. Not that we're asking for special treatment, because it's not about special treatment. It's about setting new precedents because we're different than anything they've ever done before. Um, For instance, the most obvious and simple example, right? Um, uh, Everybody in education will know the primary element of any of these kinds of campus evaluations, whether it's a certification evaluation or an accreditation evaluation, uh, the centerpiece of the evaluation process is a site visit where they come, the, the evaluation team comes out to your campus and tours your campus and sees your facilities and and meets all your people and, 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 and all that stuff, right? And is sort of hosted by you for one day or three days or however long it is. We don't have a campus, right? That's, it's part of our entire point that we don't have a campus. And so, you know, we have to, like, they have to be flexible. Like, you know, they've never had uh, a situation where they have to do a site visit with somebody that doesn't have a site, right? Um, uh, so, um, and you know, Joe, Joe, you laugh. Joe, Joe Hoffman was just saying I should invite them to the lecture hall in Lotro. I totally did, actually. We, and but we were joking about that. The commissioner of higher education was actually was was joking about that. He asked me, uh, he was like, "Do you uh, uh, do you ever teach in uh, you know within uh, like you know a three D immersive video environment?" And I'm like, "Well, funny you should ask that, right? We actually do. I actually do that uh, some and." Um, uh, and uh, you know, and so I, I, I told him about Lotro, and I told him about the, I told him, told him about the Lore Hall and Bree and everything, and he's like, oh, we should totally do the site visit there, and I'm like, oh yeah, no problem, I'll, uh, I'll help the evaluation team create characters and walk them through the intro area, and I'm like, yeah, no, okay, that's probably not, not, uh, not good, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was really funny, um, but. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, no, Robert. Exactly, I told him. I'm like, that's if if there's one place in the world where we can be said to have a campus, you know, it's in Lotro, right? The 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 Lore Hall, which was built for us to teach in. Uh, anyway, that was really um, um, uh, that was really uh, that, that that was really fun. They they were cool. They, I mean, that was I, that was. They seem to kind of get, or again, at least sort of, you know, very much be open to that part of us. Because it's not just that we are structurally different from most other institutions, which we are. It's also that we're bigger dorks than most other institutions. And they seemed cool with that. And that was, and that was fun. Um, But uh, anyway, it was, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was cool. So, Anyway, so uh, like I said, I, so I think you know, realistically, most likely, possibly May, but most likely June is when we would be uh, coming to uh, to the end of that process. And there's a you know a bunch of other things that need to happen with uh, sort of bureaucracy with the state, both involving the Secretary of State's office in New Hampshire and uh, and even indeed the state legislature um, has to pass something. Uh, they have to pass a piece of legislation like entering Signum University into the roles and stuff like it's seriously kind of cool actually um but um but anyway that that was um uh that was that was really neat so let me just kind of just sort of say for a minute a little bit more about what this means for Signum you know Signum has been for the last seven years 
Signum, it's not like Signum University hasn't been a thing, right? Because, you know, all of you guys who have been involved with it and have, uh, you know, taken our courses and participated in our, our, our Mythgard programming and everything else know that we're a thing, right? And that it's that. But fundamentally, when it comes to, you know, as an educational institution, Signum University has primarily been an idea, right? It has been an idea that we have been in the process of making a reality, um, but not yet there, right? Not yet fully there. Um, and it's something, you know, I think that for many of you, especially many of you who, you know, just sort of participate in our Mythgard stuff and, and, and mostly, you know, are involved with, um, you know, interacting, uh, with, you know, whether it be exploring the Lord of the Rings or, uh, or, you know, whatever, um, you know, there's, there's, many of you might not even have heard me talk very much about Signum as far as like explaining what is the mission of Signum University? What's the point of it? Why have we established our own university, which seems like a crazy thing to do. And, uh, the longer I'm involved in it, the crazier it seems. Um, why, why do that or anything? And one of the reasons that I, I, I don't, I think talk about it as much as I, I otherwise might is that it has chiefly been an idea. Sometimes I'll talk about the idea. Um, but, I can't make any big claims about Signum, and it sounds kind of silly in some ways. Not silly, exactly, but uh, presumptuous, you know, sort of uh, uh, ahead of the... Um ahead of things to sort of talk about all the things that we hope to be able to accomplish in general, you know, for people and stuff. Um, uh, because we've, we're not there yet, right? This moment, this transition, um, the actually being... Uh, evaluated and, Lord willing, passing our evaluation and being accepted and certified in the state of New Hampshire um, is the moment when Signum ceases to be an idea and becomes a a legalized, legitimate reality. Um, It puts us on the same footing with every other university in New Hampshire. So, for instance, um, it means... Uh, the the Higher Education Commission, which is the the group of of people who will be voting ultimately to determine whether we pass or or or, or fail our our evaluation, the Commission of Higher Education in New Hampshire, uh, which is the oversight organization over almost all uh, of the universities in New Hampshire. Uh, I say almost all because uh, there's a legal clause uh, in the. Uh, laws of New Hampshire that that excludes Dartmouth. Actually, Dartmouth is uh, is in its own league. Uh, but anyway, um, we um, so uh, uh, the, the 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 commission is is made up of the presidents of the universities of all of the schools in New Hampshire, um, and I'll be one of them. So there will be like. You know, the big table with the the chancellor of the university system of New Hampshire there and the president of Southern New Hampshire University, which you've probably heard of, the big online school, and the, you know, the president of Plymouth State University and the, 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 you know, all the other colleges and schools and me. And Signum University will be there at the table, you know, on equal, uh, 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 you know, operating on equal levels with, you know, all of the other institutions in New Hampshire. That's almost inconceivable to me to imagine uh, actually living in that world and being uh, being able to to um, uh, to operate like that sort of I get fully uh, fully developed fully recognized uh, it's t- such a huge deal just just an enormous enormous thing um, 
I'm going to get back in a minute to, to okay, you know me, it'll be more than a minute. I'll get back in a, in a few minutes to talking a little bit more about uh, the, a little bit more practically what that means as far as the whole, like, trajectory of Signum University, like, because as this is such a huge moment in our development, so what does that mean? Like, okay, like we say, I see in theory what makes it huge, but what are the practical uh, effects of it? What does it mean? How is the life of Signum over the next five years going to be different from the life of Signum in the five years leading up to this, you know, for instance? Um, so that's, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute, but I want to I kind, of, kind of pause and go back to the whole idea of Signum University for a bit, um, just because I want to make sure that everybody knows why we're doing this. You know, again, like, what, why, do we, why do we found a university instead of just, you know, running fun, uh, uh, you know, programs? What, you know, the, for those of you who've been around a long time, will remember that I founded the Mythgard Institute first, right? My very first impulse was to just kind of, expand a little bit on my Tolkien Professor podcast idea uh, into, you know, founding this new institution called the Mythgard Institute, uh, which was going to, um, uh, you know, which is, you know, about sort of slightly more broadly, but enabling more opportunities for uh, for free programming and Tolkien studies and fantasy and science fiction. And uh, of course, Mythgard Institute is still doing that to this day. So why did I build a university around it, which is essentially what happened, right? Um, why why take that step at all? And the reason for that, what re, what motivated me to do that? What motivated me to build a university around it? What motivated me uh, to leave my tenure job and do this full time, uh, 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 you know, several years back as I did, um, was my desire, my conviction that this is something that really can make a difference for a lot of people. Um, and I know some of you who are tuning in are not, uh, are not Americans. And so I'm going to be speaking especially to the state of things in America. Um, but of course, as all uh, Americans know, the higher education system in America is in trouble. I mean, th- it, it's seriously broken. Um, there are some very big problems. And I used to be part of that system, and I felt it. <laughs> Every year I would sit and talk with my graduating English majors who are graduating with forty, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, and it just broke my heart. It broke my heart to see these uh, you know, these people um leaving with just, you know, sort of shackled to this enormous amount of uh um this enormous amount of, of debt that it was, you know, so hard for them ever to have uh, uh, to be able to repay, you know, and it's, it's very difficult. And the problem is there's no real good way out of it. Right. Um, that is to say, it's not like campuses can just, you know, it's not like colleges can just cut their tuition in half and be like, Oh, it's fine. Right. It's fine. Um, it's not fine. Like they can't, they can't do it. They can't. Um, most undergraduate programs, in America are barely cutting even. I mean, it doesn't matter how expensive they are. The really expensive ones, barely cutting even, right? I mean, it's the financial situation in higher education is very bleak, despite the fact that their costs are unsustainably high. I mean, this is a, this is a well-known problem. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything that's novel or new here, right? The thing, again, the thing that motivated me back in 2011 when I first had these, you know, had the, you know, sort of came up with the Mythgard idea, which, which quickly blossomed into the Signum idea, is there can be an alternative, right? Um, 
students deserve an alternative. Right now, there's very little alternative between uh, either compromising your education and not going into debt or, you know, uh, getting a good education and going into debt. And that's still often, you know, at least most people calculate that that's the better gamble. Uh, and so they end up going into debt. Um, there need to be. There, need to, there needs to be an option. There needs to be a third choice, right? Um, and, and I saw a way, you know, through the, the, the kinds of classes we were experimenting, starting with the Silmarillion, the, the Silmarillion Seminar and then, you know, the Mythgard classes that we, that we began uh, experimenting with, I could see a way that we could do it, right? And it's super simple, right? The solution, it's like you don't need an MBA to figure out that if you want to be able to offer a really high-quality educational product like, you know, uh, 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 most brick-and-mortar schools do, um, but have radically lower uh, prices, right, radically lower tuition, you, you have to cut costs, right? I mean, that's like if if you lower your overhead, you can lower prices and still do fine. Right. Um, and so that's what we that's what we do. Right. Um, uh, we we have no campus. Right. It is part of our mission statement. Never to have a campus. We are a completely virtual uh, institution. This means, of course, lots of very positive things, like the way that we make things possible and accessible uh, to lots of people, you know, the way that we're able to just ignore geographic uh, uh, distinctions um, has a, um, has a, 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 a big um, a, a, a big impact on people. But, but the motivation was not even that as That was a perk, Right. Um, and, 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 and it's a wonderful perk. But again, the goal was let's save money so that we can save people money so that we can do, you know, I, for me personally, there are three questions that I would ask an institution. You know, if I'm evaluating an institution, are they doing a good job as an educational institution? To me, there are three questions that you ask. Right. One, how good is the education? You know, how good is their teaching? Do, do they can can you get can you learn stuff there, right? Um, is the educational program good? That's one question. The second question is, is their tuition affordable, right? Do they offer their educational services at a rate that real human beings can really afford without impoverishing themselves, right? That's the second question. And the third question is, do they treat their people well, right? Do they actually, you know, their, 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 their faculty, their staff, um, do they exploit them? Right. Do they do they uh, uh, you know, are, are they finding ways around paying their people? You know, do they take good care of them? Do they pay them a living wage and uh, treat them like like uh, uh, like dignified human beings? Those are the three questions. And honestly, I'm not sure that there's an institutional. Uh, at least I don't know that I've found uh, an institutional uh, a, a, an educational institution in the country that can say yes to all three of those things. There are a bunch of them that can say yes to two. Right. Um, you know, there are many schools, for instance, that have a great educational program and that pay their people, most of their people anyway, a decent salary, but they don't have a, they don't have affordable tuition by any stretch, right? Um, there are some that might have a pretty good education and might have reasonably affordable tuition, but normally that's done at the expense of the faculty and staff who often are not paid uh, really a living wage. Um, so how can you do all three? And again, our answer is, um, to, 
to not have a campus, right? It is that college campuses are awesome. And, you know, and I hope you guys understand, you know, I'm not like just trying to badmouth things or anything. This is just business reality, right? I mean, I, I loved my on-campus uh, uh, education. If, you know, if, if we can afford it, which I don't know, and our, and my, our kids want to go there, I wouldn't, I would send them, you know, if they want, but, but there needs to be an option, right? There needs to be a choice. There needs to be something available for people um, who, uh, who don't want to go into there? Just can't, simply can't afford it and can't do it. Um, yeah, I see a bunch of really, uh, uh, really good um, uh, comments uh, about this. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Like a, a one person who says, "I watched all my peers go off to school, not having the means to follow, and then I watched them come home to jobs that pay them the same that I earn, only they carried crushing debt." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is indeed. Uh, as she adds, gut wrenching and maddening to watch. Um, uh, so yes, affordable education uh, was and is my wildest and fondest dream come true. That is our goal. Our goal is that always, always, you know, twenty years down the road, we want to offer people an education that they can afford to pay themselves. Like get a part time job and work your own way through school. Um, you know, we're always, of course, part of the evaluation process. We're always asked to, to talk about our financial aid program. And we're like, OK, uh, number one, our primary uh, instrument for financial aid is not charging so much that people need financial aid. <laughs> like making the whole thing affordable from the beginning is step one in our financial aid process. Um, uh so yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly it. And uh, yeah, I see uh, 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 one of the people on Twitch has said that, you know, one, what, uh, the that it was the reason that she left academia. Uh, she loves teaching, but the system is both unsustainable and brutal on the non-tenure faculty. It really is. Um, and I will admit, as a faculty member myself. Um, you know, who had recently been through the tenure process, also, even though I mean, I I got tenure, but um, but still, um, that whole idea of trying to the that another very serious perk uh to starting signum was the ability to try to devise a system that would just hit the reset button on the whole thing right so okay let's let's just let's let's redo you know the whole cons the you know w- faculty the faculty thing and the the tenure thing and the faculty staff divide and thank goodness i was just talking with one of our um with one of our signum folks um who uh she her day job she's working at another university uh she's staff at another university and she proposed uh an event there uh and was told uh was told you're just staff you can't do that we're not really interested in what you're doing. And I'm like, seriously, like that, like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so it is really, uh, it's another excellent perk to, um, um, to be able to, uh, uh, try to kind of reinvent the culture and, and start a new environment, which is not really kind of based on a lot of the old, uh, kind of, uh, kind of principles. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Serena says she's even told that as faculty. Exactly. No, that 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 exactly. Uh, that that that's exactly what uh, um, what happens. Um, yeah. So this is something that that means a lot to me, and that I think is is a really important thing for our society. I mean, I I I remember in the 2012 presidential election. 
um, you know, so this was ages ago, but that was right at the beginning with Signum University. It, the student debt crisis was a, 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 it kept coming up as a, as a talking point among uh, presidential candidates that year. And people were like, oh, you know, how are we going to solve this? How can we possibly make tuition affordable? And I'm over here, I'm like, uh, actually, I got an idea and it's kind of working, right? But what could I say, right? What could I do? I was nobody and I, I didn't have a real university yet, just an idea. Again, that's one of the, th- one of the reasons why this is so, um, um, this is such a big deal. Um, so, okay. So anyway, this is, it is because I genuinely believe that Signum University, uh, has, is really onto something here. I, I genuinely believe that Signum University, uh, we're trying to establish a model for what higher education in the 21st century could be. Right. Um, being able to take advantage of the technology that we have available to us in the 21st century, we have a new model of education that is now open to us. Not saying it's the only way, not saying that everybody should do it just like us, but it's a thing that can happen now that couldn't have happened before. And it enables us to do things very differently and to create a quite new paradigm, uh, a new business paradigm, a new uh, educational paradigm, a new faculty and staff paradigm um, that was just not possible uh, in the old world. And so this is... Uh, it is because we genuinely believe at Signum that we can have an impact on uh, to, 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 to be a role model for higher education. We, we want to be a voice uh, that says it can be done better. There are ways out of the hole that higher education has has dug for itself here in the second half of the 20th century. Uh, and we're we're showing people how we can how we can do that. Um, so anyway, so I mean, like I said, it's it's a it's a it's a big idea, and again, this is another reason why it's uh, so important to me, um, uh, so uh, remarkable to think exactly that their Signum University will be at the table with the big boys, right? Uh, uh, some of the very big boys, of course, and I use the word boys deliberately there. Actually, maybe I shouldn't, but. Um, uh, but anyway, it's it's we will be we will be the, we we will have a voice in those discussions. We're heck, we would be part of we would have a voice in you know determining determining educational policy in New Hampshire. You know, so um, it's it's a big deal. Um, uh, do we get a .edu address, Robert? Not yet. We're hopefully we're that that's our plan, um, but. Um, yeah, yeah. And Lynn, I agree. That's another major thing. Lynn is talking about, uh, you know, uh, experience with online education where the faculty, uh, and I would also add the, you know, the administration often are not really committed to online uh, teaching. Uh, and, you know, where how often still online education has kind of a bad name as a, an obviously sort of second rate thing. And a lot of that is because often it's, it's very half-hearted, very half-hearted. Um, because, in, frankly, in many cases, it's designed to kind of underwrite the campus programs, right? Um, a, a, a university sees an opportunity to charge the same fees for the same class with radically lower costs, right? Because we can have the faculty person teach it once, then fire them, right? Or, they, you know, I mean, it's brutal, but it happens, right? Um, 
but uh, anyway, so th- yes, that, that 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 kind of thing does happen, and and it's certainly for us to be able to stand up and say, no, like this is not that is not all of what higher what online education can be. You are not even beginning to scratch the surface of what real online education uh, can be. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, most online education still is essentially a correspondence course, right? A more efficient correspondence course, right? But so much of it is still just correspondence course, and that's changing. Slowly, that's changing. Um, but there is not a real—very rarely is there a real commitment uh, to that kind of change. Um, but anyway, um, so, um, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, I agree that so often online education is either— you know, it's just sort of a for-profit thing, uh, um, you know, sort of getting people through degrees, uh, or it's, uh, you know, sort of the old way uh, crammed into a new medium. Yeah, that's very often what happens. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, I say this is the big idea, but I want to make sure everybody also understands the challenges that Sigdom has faced. So, okay. The assumptions of this system are really kind of amazing, actually. Uh, if you look at the requirements for starting, right, um, when the, like the certification process, like the accreditation process, um, what you're supposed to look like in order to approach and knock on the door, right, um, is a kind of remarkable uh, list of things that you're supposed to be and supposed to be able to do. Um, in the end, it kind of boils down to this. The whole system is designed to accommodate new entry only for two kinds of institutions. One, an institution that is affiliated with an existing institution, and so it's able to build off of the the resources, both personnel, financial, and facilities resources of the, of the other of the parent institution. Or they're supposed to be rich, right? That is, if you get a whole lot of money uh, and and can uh, uh, and can buy all this stuff, then you'll be then you'll be uh, able to make yourself look like you're supposed to look, right? Um, so I mean, and it's you, the, I mean, I could do. I've been joking with my certification team uh, at Signum that I could do. I could do this really long uh, podcast thing where I go through and do a close because I've been I've been I've been occupied in doing close reading of like the legal statutes, right? You know, so, I mean, it's what I do. Uh, so yeah, you could. There's so much that you can see, right? And, but it's it's what it, it's what it kind of comes down to is that the system assumes that one of two things is true. Either A, you're already in the club, or B, you're rich, right? You have a, a whole lot of money. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not like insulting anything. I'm just like, that's like the facts of the, those are the assumptions that are made. And we have come up against that assumption again and again and again. And the thing is, it's not an unreasonable assumption, actually, right? Not based on 20th century standards. I mean, back in the old days, by which I mean, you know, like the 20th century, right? Back in the old days, one of those two things would have had to be true. You couldn't, nobody, it would have been impossible, absolutely impossible to start up a new, a new university from scratch with no funding, right? 
I mean, you couldn't have done it. You would have at least had, because you would have had to at least get a place to hold classes in, right? How would you pay the rent? You would have had to at least rent a room to teach classes in, right? Uh, but how could you even do that, right? I mean, what are you going to draw from the people around? I mean, that would have been very difficult to do, right? Um, so again, it makes, it, it's, 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 it's an assumption, but it's an assumption that makes sense from a 20th century perspective. Um, Signum has sort of done the impossible, right? That thing which um, the all of the codes and all of the procedures and everything assume just like they clearly don't even entertain it as a possibility. We have done. We have done this uh, from the beginning. We have started up from nothing with nothing. No endowment, no investing. You know, we've we've had no we, we we had no startup investors, and this is all because we wanted to stay true to our principles, right? Um, so we couldn't get an investor because an investor would expect a return on investment, and you know, <laughs> investors are getting awful canny these days. If you try to sell, uh, you know, an investor on on uh, a proposition that says, uh, yeah, give money to fund our like our goal is to keep our profits aggressively low, right? Uh, our goal is to is to give away our service for the lowest price we can possibly do uh, in order to minimize our profits and maximize the benefits to people. That's um, that's our goal. Uh, doesn't that sound like something you wanna you wanna invest in? Like no, like most people don't don't do that. Um, so so yeah, so we couldn't. You know, we could. We're nonprofit. We couldn't do that. Um, and again, the system makes so many assumptions. There are lots of places, for instance, that give like foundations that give, you know, that say that they support innovations in education, right? And and are really hoping for, you know, wanting to 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 financially support new exciting new ideas that might come and help change the face of higher education. Except most of them uh, require you; they won't pay attention to you unless you're already accredited. And I don't know if it's because they don't understand or what. I, I literally don't know. Um, but again, like the accreditation, that's not where you start. You have to exist for years. And if you're starting from scratch, like if you're an innovator who really needs that startup funding for innovative ideas, um, it's going to take you many years, like, I don't know, seven or so to get to the point where you can even knock on the door of the accrediting bureaus or, or of uh, uh, first state certification because of the requirements that they have for what, what they expect to see when you knock on the door. Um, so it, you know, it creates and all the way through. It creates this um, uh, it creates this. Uh, you know, this sort of catch-22 loop, right, that uh, uh, we're in again and again and again. Um, but we have fought through those on, you know, on one level after another again and again. Um, and we have done this with no startup funding from scratch on the, with the, the, with only three things, right? Um, with the enthusiasm of our students who have been so uh, uh, so so delighted to take our courses and so supportive of the courses that we were offering, offering for the generosity of our donors and supporters like many of you who have helped us, uh, you know, over the last five years as we've been doing our fundraising. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, um, from the 
just the the enthusiasm of our volunteers, right? You know, so many, so much of the work that is done by Signum staff are done by volunteers, by people who have bought into this, you know, who also share this vision, who believe, um, who have seen that Signum is a really awesome thing, um, who have helped to build this this new culture, you know. And some of you are, uh, some of you are talking about your own experiences in higher education and stuff. And I got to tell you, it's a kind of a fun little commune that we're building here at Signum. You know, it's uh, we're we've gone well out of our way to try to, you know, acknowledging all of those things, all those, you know, traditional systems of exploitation, whether it's of adjunct faculty, whether it's of, uh, of, 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 of staff and that, that kind of, again, that kind of caste system, system between faculty and staff and don't even get me started on administrators. Um, and the way that we have, that we have worked to sort of level that out and develop new systems that create a, a, a totally new, uh, and really fun environment. So, um, a lot of people, as I say, have really bought into this and, and have been working for years, uh, either almost or entirely without pay, um, because we want this thing to be, and we believe in this thing and that this is going to become, uh, that we are going to get to the point where this will finally become something that will be not just an idea, but a real thing. And will be able to, uh, establish itself, uh, 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 firmly, uh, on a firm financial foundation so that we can begin in fact to pay our staff, uh, as they deserve. Uh, and well, I don't know if I'll ever be able to pay them as they deserve quite, but, uh, but anyway, to pay them, uh, well, I hope, um, and then to, to move forward from there because we believed we would get there and it would be worth doing. Um, with those three things, right, are, which are all people, right, the people who are our students and who have been uh, paying tuition for our courses, the people who have been donating so generously over the years, and the people who have been giving of their, their time and themselves, these are the things. It is our people that has enabled us to uh, uh, you know, to sort of cut this Gordian knot to, to kind of sneak ourselves into the banquet here. And it's not sneaking anymore. That's the thing. You know, it's, uh, I had this surreal experience this past week of writing emails to a whole bunch of, um, state Congress people here in the, in the state of New Hampshire and just like writing somebody like a public official like that, you know, a Senator, uh, in the state of New Hampshire and talking about Signum University and offering to like sit down with them and just, you know, and tell them about Signum and what we're doing felt really weird, you know, because we've never done that before. Um, uh, but, um, anyway, yeah. So, um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really, really cool what Signum has, has, uh, uh, been able to accomplish. So, um, anyway, so I, uh, let me, let me come back now to the big picture then. So what does this mean exactly for Signum? In practical terms, uh, what is this, what does this translate to? Well, as I've been kind of explaining this through and, and, and thinking this through, uh, there are three phases of sort of the life of Signum. And of course, someday there will be more, presumably. But from this vantage point, there are three phases uh, that we're going to be going through. Phase one was our startup phase. That phase is coming to an end. I, I just, sorry, I can't even say that sentence without, uh, like, I, I um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try again. The startup phase of Signum University 
is coming to an end. We are about to enter phase two of our life. And phase two, what? so here's what phase two is going to look like. Phase two is not going to look immediately like expanding our programs. Because again, we need to build the foundation of what we have, right? Uh, we have a wonderful program, but it is mostly upheld by, by volunteers. We need to have... We need to have the firm base underneath. Um, so what we're going to be doing a lot of expanding, but it's going to be internal expanding um, through uh, different programs, uh, different uh, uh, sort of initiatives that we have to uh, to bring in other students. That we will get access to more students through this credentialing process that we're entering into. People who really just couldn't take our classes before, or, or rather, I should say, people. Um, whose needs would not be met by our classes before we had completed our credentialing. Um, so, um, ah, I see several people asking, how can I support this effort? I'll get to that, as you might guess. I'm, I'm going to get to that. Uh, that will be coming up. Um, but um, anyway, so, so, so yeah, so... We will so like I said in phase two, um, we will be expanding our student body. We'll be expanding our programming. I do hope to be able to add some other things. We're not going to add like totally new disciplines, right? Like we're not going to open up a history department or a, a philosophy department or anything like that yet. That will happen, but not yet. Not in phase two. In phase two, we're going to continue with our language and literature program. We're going to be sort of expanding it and filling that out some. Um, you know, we may expand that into into different areas. Uh, one aspiration that I would really love uh, uh, to do um, sometime in, during phase two um, would be to add an MFA program for creative writing. We've always wanted to do creative writing at Signum. We've tried, we tried officially once before, and I'd love to come back to that. So I'd love to do it to add an MFA degree uh, for creative writers. Um, but um, uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. When I say phase two, we're looking like five to seven years, um, at least five years. Uh, uh, it kind of depends. I, who knows uh, if there's one thing I've learned in the last seven years at Signum, it's that uh, there is no way I can guess what five years from now is going to look like. Um, but anyway, so um, so here's the uh, here's the here's the thing. Um, at the end of that period, right at the end of phase two, as we begin to expand, uh, you know, to, to be able to expand the reach of our student body, to be able to, to sort of solidify our existing programs, maybe add something like an MFA, uh, when we come to the point where we're able to pay our people, right, and we're able, so we, we've we've built a financial foundation that we can really stand firmly on, um, then we we move forward into phase three and phase three is when we expand our programming. Um, a couple of you were asking before, what are, what are our, our ultimate goals? Do we, um, um, uh, do we have, uh, uh, plans to do an undergraduate program. We absolutely have plans to do an undergraduate program. Um, that's always been my number one goal. It's funny. I actually had a, a kind of a funny conversation uh, about this just recently with somebody who, uh, you know, who asked me that, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, we, we, we want to do an undergraduate program. And, and, you know, he was like, you know, that's kind of interesting because from everything I hear, the undergraduate programs, like it's not where the money is, right? The, those, the, undergraduate studies are really struggling. Like it's, it's graduate and professional programs where the real money is. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the, like the struggling of the undergraduate programs is kind of the, is kind of the problem, <laughs> right? Uh, they're struggling because 
you know, like the 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 overhead is too high, right? Like, like the 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 campuses are unsupportable. I, all that stuff I was talking about before. But I think we can really make a difference, right? I mean, I think that we can um, we can have a, a, a an undergraduate program which you know, for which students can attend an undergraduate program full time and pay something like $10,000 a year into, you know, in tuition. And of course, when I say tuition at Signum, you know, no residential program, right? So that's like, that's the cost, right? You know, not, not uh, just half the cost or whatever. Um, So anyhow, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, we definitely plan to expand to undergraduate. I would also love to add other graduate programs. Are we going to go on to doctorate programs? Possibly, I'm less I'm less certain about that. That's not something I see very clearly right now. I do see us expanding. Probably the first part, you know, the, our first move as we shift into phase three would be to add other programs like our current language and literature program. So probably beginning with other master's degree programs within the Signum Graduate School. So we'd add something like a history program and a philosophy program and and some other things um, like that. But uh, then we would add. Um, uh, we would add the undergraduate program uh, on top of that. Would we go, you know, graduate level? Possibly, possibly. Um, but um, uh, but we'll but we'll see. Uh, yeah, Paul, a BA in Germanic philology. Why not? Right. I mean, Paul, you know, you know, right? That when we have an undergraduate program, it's not like we're gonna we're gonna make our. Uh, philology programs smaller, right? I mean, who would downsize Germanic philology for crying out loud? That's like our, one of our core programs. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, that's totally, that's totally going to happen. Um, yeah. (laughs) Richard Rowland says, let us agree that a BA in Germanic philology would be the most BA BA. Yeah, no, you're right about that, Richard. I see you. Um, but, um, but yeah, so We'll see. We'll see. Um, so I, I definitely, uh, I definitely would love to. I mean, of course, yeah. Well, let me get not not get too far ahead of myself. But th- that is definitely what I see us what I see us doing. And like I said, you know, after we transition here into phase two, after we finish our credentialing process, um, we. Um, uh, we will, it'll, it'll take us a few years, you know, as we try to, 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 to expand and grow our current program within our new, you know, credentialed context here and, and, uh, through cultivating relationships with all of those peer institutions, which will be our peer institutions now. Uh, and then, uh, as we move forward from there to, to begin to develop our new, uh, programming and, uh, hopefully, uh, fulfill that dream that I started with of having an undergraduate program that, uh, offers people the opportunity to get a really good education doing, you know, interactive synchronous, uh, uh, an interactive synchronous educational experience with, you know, like some, you know, with awesome teachers, uh, and, and be able to pay for it, you know, themselves. So, um, okay. So that's the, um, um, uh, that's the, the, that's the, the sort of the plan, how that would work. And by the way, let me add, um, what will this mean for Mythgard programs, right? Like, I mean, if you're, again, if you're one of those people who, who, you know, who mostly follows our Mythgard programming, you know, whether you're an Exploring the Lord of the Rings uh, fan or Mythgard Academy fan or, uh, you know, film film or whatever it is uh, that you're all of the above uh, that you, that you enjoy and follow. Um, It is my, the Mythgard Institute is, uh, 
uh, it is a, it is a child of Signum University. It's kind of ironic because it's you know, no, it's it's not ironic. It's slightly paradoxical because, of course, historically speaking, the Mythgard Institute is the child that begot its parent, right? Because Signum University really did come from the Mythgard Institute, or rather, was kind of built around it. Um, but Signum University is the host of the Mythgard Institute, and it is the what is. Uh, what supports and funds the Mythgard Institute. Um, almost all of the work of the Mythgard Institute is done by, you know, staff of Signum University. Um, and the more the more and better our resources get and the firmer our financial foundation becomes, the more we're going to be able to do with that. And I have big ideas about Mythgard. I would love to... I mean, I think that the stuff that we do with Tolkien studies is kind of awesome. I think we could do even more awesome things with Tolkien studies. But you know what else I think that we could do? Awesome things with things that aren't Tolkien studies. And wait, somewhere I hear Curtis and several other people cheering. Um, uh, but yeah, the, I mean, this, that we've done a lot of Tolkien studies. And often I get people asking me, like, you know, it's kind of Tolkien heavy, right? Are we going to, when are we going to expand and do more science fiction? You know, when are we going to do more, um, uh, you know, like other stuff, right? Um, and, the answer is, you know, we we don't um, we don't have the resources yet, right? But we will. Um, and I uh, am I get really excited about thinking about the the kinds of things that the Mythgard Institute is going to be able to do uh, as we continue to grow uh, and uh, uh, and develop, you know, as 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 the the trunk of the tree. You've heard, you know, probably heard me describe my my tree metaphor right how signum university is the trunk of the tree our our graduate program um you know which is our official credit bearing program which is the program of course that's being certified uh is one of the branch sort of our 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 chief and central branch the mythgard institute uh is another branch of that tree and um you know the the more the tree itself uh thrives the better uh the mythgard institute will be so Anyway, that's uh, uh, that's that's definitely going to be going to be a great thing. But there is, of course, still an obstacle. One last obstacle that we need to overcome. There is but one obstacle that remains uh, between us and the um, and our goal. Okay, I mean. The evaluation process also remains. Again, I'm not trying to downplay that. Uh, you can tell, though. I'm sure you can tell that. For for me, you know, and all the way through uh, the, this process, the the struggle to get to the point where we can knock on the door uh, has been such a, a a challenge. You know, it's been such a big struggle that just getting there, right? Just 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 knocking boldly on the door and saying, "Hi, we're Signum University, and we want you to come and look at what we do," uh, because you know we think that you know, we stack up with any other university in the country. That's kind of amazing, right? So I'm so focused on that getting up and knocking on the door, but we still have to, we still, there's a conversation we have to have, you know, in the foyer of the building there before we uh, uh, get to sit down. Um, But anyhow, um, so uh, um, the, the other thing, um, is uh, oh Simon is asking do we have do we have to fly people to New Hampshire for a, a physical in person graduation ceremony Nah Virginia um, that is to say uh, Mythmoot is where we have our graduation ceremony We had our first graduation ceremony at Mythmoot last year We're planning our second one this year uh, That's where that's where that's uh, Mythmoot is where I'm not saying Mythmoot will necessarily always be in Leesburg Virginia Maybe we'll move it sometime someday uh, But uh, Mythmoot our annual gathering is where we uh, uh, where, where we definitely plan to uh, 
to, to, to keep doing those. That's our sort of our family gathering as well. Um, anyway, yeah. And Katriana, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Katriana in the Twitch chat was just saying that, um, you know, the fact that, that we can not only knock on the door, but that they, you know, let me in and listen with interest to what we have to say is excellent progress. Oh, man, is it? And again, I would like to emphasize again how grateful I am to the folks at the Department of Education in the state of New Hampshire. They have been top notch. And, you know, almost every anxiety that we had, and it's impossible not to have them, right? You know, you read the requirements and you're like, oh, man, if they wanted to say no, they have so many different excuses to say, you know, that that we don't count or they, you know, they won't look at us. They've been great. Um, They've been really great. Even acknowledging that, you know, the statutes as they exist, they've been on the books for a while now and they're not you know there are places where the the statutes as they're currently written are are not quite in step with the modern world and that's that always happens right these things always need updating and so that that signum university is not only accepted but that this our candidacy you know is really being treated as an opportunity to say hey let's revisit the process right you know it, you know we might be able to i might be able to be involved in in helping them you know, think through some of the, you know, and, and even rewrite perhaps some of these statutes as they, as they, as they review them as, you know, the whole, the conversations that we've been having around our candidacy has really, you know, demonstrated there are some things maybe that we need to, we need to rethink. So, uh, um, anyway, um, uh, so yeah, th- they've been, they've been really, they've been really awesome. As I say, I, I can't, I can't say, uh, enough about them. But anyway, so back to this other obstacle. It will surprise no one to hear that the primary obstacle that still stands in front of us is money. Um, So remember how I said that they assume, like everyone assumes, everyone in this system uh, at every level assumes that uh, you uh, are either part of an institution which has a lot of resources or have a lot of money yourself. Um, That's true all the way down. Um, it's true on the state level. It's at least as true, um, with the accrediting bodies as well. Um, so let me, uh, brace yourselves here. Uh, let me show you this. So this is, let me refresh this page, which I've had sitting open for more than 20 minutes. Um, okay. So this is, let me resize this for the sake of posterity. There we go. And for the Twitch folks. Okay. Um, this is uh, a page you can find on our donate tab at Signum University under credential fees. Okay. So this is the big deal. And it's, um, it's a lot of money. This is an expensive process. Um, this is, a, I, I want to be totally transparent about this, right? I'm not like ballparking. I'm not, uh, I'm, this is, these are, these are not estimates. Um, uh, I didn't make up any of these figures. Uh, you can tell, cause I would certainly not have made up these particular figures. Um, let me share that. Let me in fact also share my screen with the people who are watching on the webinar. That would also be a good step to take here. This is what happens when you broadcast on lots of different things at once. Okay. And there you are. All right. There it is. Um, So again, you can find this page. Go to signumuniversity.org. Go to the Donate tab, and we're at the top of the Donate tab, the credential fees here. Um, So this is very exciting, but this is also rather expensive. So this is a breakdown of all the 
the fees and costs associated with the state certification process. Um, it is a $10,000 fee just to incorporate in the state of New Hampshire as a university. Um, and you see all the other fees associated with that down to the cost, even just the cost of like the providing the paper copies that we have to, we have to print out six paper copies of our documentation. Um, that, that's going to cost almost 750 bucks by itself. Right. Um, yeah. So the total costs of sort uh, for certification to get us through the certification process is $23,720, almost $24,000. Uh, it's going to take to get us through the certification process. Um, this is not something we had <laughs> worked into our, uh, our, our annual budget for this year. Uh, and even if we had tried to work it in, there wouldn't have been room for it because that's not how our budget functions. Um, this is uh, this is a lot of money. Like I said, we we're kind of surprised. I had been kind of my ambitious plan. If you'd asked me three months ago, I would have told you that my ambitious plan was for us to get our documentation together this spring so that like no later than this summer, we would be ready to go up and knock on the door. And I was feeling all excited and proud about that. And then, uh, you know, this these meetings with the Department of Education came down and now here we are all of a sudden looking like we could be. Uh, very, very likely we will be finished with the certification process by the end of uh, this current fiscal year. So imagine my surprise about that. Um, and oh, Tarlonia, I'm going to come back to that question in just a second. Uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of people asking about state certification and accreditation. I am very happy uh, to explain that uh, here in just a second. So um no, Starsha, they don't... Well, they do accept an electronic copy, but Starsha actually, you know, it's a really cool... It's it's a nice little glimpse into the world, right? They ask for six printed copies like it's nothing, like that's assumed. And then they they do ask, like there was an addendum to ask for an electronic copy. And they when they talk about the electronic copy, they act like that's the big deal. Like, are you going to be able to submit an electronic copy? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we'll be able to submit an electronic copy. Everything we have is electronic. Uh, I mean, I think I can still actually hold in one hand all of the printed documentation that Signum University has for its existence. Like it's it's still it still is in one fi- filing ca- cabinet drawer over here. We're in a we're in virtual institution. Everything's electronic. Um, but um, yeah, so. Uh, uh, so this is, yeah, it's, this is, this is, this is how it works. Um, so anyway, yeah, so these are, this is, uh, these are the, the fees and this is the really hard thing, uh, about this. Of course, this is obviously, as I said, this is above and beyond our annual budget. And I don't know, you guys know that trying to save people money has been a big part of what's, you know, as I was explaining, has been a big part of what's, what's motivated this, my own, you know, I, my own upbringing, you know, and I was a poor boy, you know, and I never had any money and, uh, uh, being able to give people without resources, the opportunity to do things has always been what's one of the chief things that's motivated me. Um, and I am super conscious of the generosity that so many of you have already shown. I mean, the, the giving that you guys have done, so many of you have already done to support our annual fund, uh, has been so wonderful. Our annual fund is, is on pace to be bigger this year than it's ever been before. Um, 
that's um uh you know it's it's um yeah that's just you know entirely remarkable and i'm so grateful for your generosity and so i can't but help but feel slightly self-conscious in saying and on top of that, in addition to that, not not just as a subset, but in addition to that, we now also need another twenty four thousand um, dollars. So, uh, but that's of that's of course exactly the situation. the The annual fund that we've been uh, raising money for, um, in um, uh, uh, in you know, over the course of the year is to, is to support our annual budget, you know, is to, to be able to support our operations as we've, you know, to, to try to help us carry on operating as we've been operating this year. Um, and, uh, and that's been, and that's been great. But again, that's, we can't, there's no way we can take this $24,000 out of that. I mean, our total budget for the year, like the entire budget, including everything that we pay faculty, you know, we teach all of our classes and everything else is like a hundred and, Fifty, hundred seventy thousand um, uh, dollars, and some of that is some of that is is even kind of what because like in our budget we have to count our event stuff right so um, but our events we always like our goal and as you as as many of you know uh, our goal in our events is to cut even right so if you add up all of our events like all the income that we bring in from events it kind of looks like hey that's a lot of income except no it's actually not because we we pay it all out like we pay for the event with it um the, the actual net to signum is very very little from any of our events so if you take the events money out uh of the budget yeah our total income for the year is like maybe 120 or something like that um so one hundred twenty thousand, I mean. So, so as you can see, like this, this is this is for us. I assume, uh, and I, I think this is a totally fair assumption. All of the fee structures about this kind of thing assume that camp, you know, universities have lots of money, right? That you know that that they're not going to miss this. It's like this, you know, for most schools, twenty four thousand dollars is like the change you find between the couch cushions, right? That is not so for Sigmund University, not at all. Um, and frankly, I hope it will never be the case for. I mean, I hope that Sigmund University's annual budget becomes so large that uh, uh, that you know we, we won't reel in shock at uh, numbers like this. Um, but nevertheless, you know. I, I hope we're never going to lose that much change uh, between our couch cushions. We got better things to do with it, um, but um, but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's it's kind of a big deal. I mean even even uh, um, uh, the incorporation fee, right? To to incorporate a, a for profit business. Uh, and, you know, if you want to start a landscaping business in the state of New Hampshire, the incorporation fee is like a hundred bucks. Right. But you want to f- you want to uh, start a university in New Hampshire. The incorporation fee is ten thousand dollars. It's just the way it is. Right. I mean, it's the way it is everywhere. Um, but, um, yeah. So um, anyway, um, so this is this is the situation. Uh, let me say just in, you know, for everyone who is able to, for everyone who's able to help, for everyone who's able to, uh, to donate, to, to help to make this possible, help to get Signum to this next level and, uh, and really, you know, help us to begin phase two. Um, this is, um, uh, you know, obviously this means a very great deal to us. Um, one thing I would say, you know, obviously we are always so grateful to our donors. Um, you may remember the, the sort of, uh, 
thank you structure that we had, right? You know, where if you, you know, give at a certain level, uh, you know, we will, uh, 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 you know, we will, you know, give you a different kind of kinds of gifts. I believe those are, uh, Curtis is going to be still here, aren't they? Yeah, here they are. The Dar Donor Appreciation Program. That's right. Um, all of these things are still in force. So like if you've already given us a donation and, and if you're able also to donate to help support our, our, our certification fees, um, we'll add the donation that you give to the donation that you already gave and, and uh, you know, move you up to, um, uh, to you know, different, uh, different uh, levels. So all of these things that we talked about in the campaign, they still apply. They, they apply all the way through our fiscal year uh, and they're always kind of cumulative in that way. So, you know, that stuff, certainly, I, you know, I encourage you to look back again. That's the annual fund page here uh, under the donate tab where you can um, where you can you can find that. In addition, because this is okay, this is such a special moment, um, I would really like to uh, to to recognize the people who made this possible. Right. I mean, this is like, this is it's not it's not like the founding moment because we were founded seven years ago. You know, we've been operating for seven years. But this is a this is a this is a really crucial moment. What I what, what I'm what I'm picturing, what I would really like to do um, is I would like, you know, we will build we'll be building, of course, a new Web page uh, to talk about our New Hampshire certification when and if when the day comes that uh, uh, that it is complete. Um, we'll have a, we'll have a page describing our certification and, uh, and our role in the state of New Hampshire. And on that page, I want to build a, I want to build a wall. I want to build a big wall and, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our wall of gratitude. And, uh, you know, so for everybody who donates, you know, $25 or, 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 or above, we, we'd be happy to, um, you know, put your name on a, on, on one of the stones in the wall or let you do, you do whatever you want. We'll, we'll give you options, right? Uh, you can choose like what you want your little brick to look like. And if you want to, if you want to dedicate it to somebody, if you want to put your favorite quote on it, if you want it, whatever you want to do. Um, we just want to acknowledge and recognize the people. I, I think it would be a really fun uh, kind of visual symbol uh, because as I said, this is what we've had no institutional affiliation. We've had no money, right? We, we have no, uh, we, we we have no endowment. We're a startup from nothing, um, but we have people, right? And we have awesome people who have supported us every step of the way. And it is you guys who have made this possible. I mean, you know, I came up with the idea. I've been talking about this for a while, but it's you guys who have made this possible. Um, so we'll, uh, uh, so yeah, Brandon, you can get a brick. Absolutely. Uh, we will, um, uh, we'll, 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 we'll set that up. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So we will, we will, we will build a wall. And if you're, um, if you're thinking that, uh, um, that I'm, I, I, I if you know my sense of humor well enough, uh, and you suspect that I can't help but think about doing a sort of parody of our digital version of bricks and mortar, right? Then, uh, you, you would be correct if you were thinking of that. Um, but anyway, it's going to be fun. Um, so, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, and, and so the, we'll, we'll vary the size of the bricks, right? So, you know, at $25, at $100, $500, $1,000, uh, $2,500, as you know, the, the levels, the, the donation levels we have here on the donation page, um, we will, um, uh, uh, you know, we can, we'll give you a, a, a bigger brick so that you can write more on it and stuff. It'll be cool. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, so that's what, uh, th- that's what we're going to do. And, uh, I, you'll notice, so the donation form on this page looks exactly like the donation form that you have probably seen before. The major difference, you'll see the, the solicitation code down here, Signum Credentials. That's to indicate that you want your gift to be dedicated to our credentialing, uh, fees specifically. Um, and you should be able to see that drop down even on our old, uh, let's see if, uh, if I manage to do this properly, uh, even on our, uh, go back to my old, our old donate now page, uh, it defaults to the annual fund, but yes, you can shift it to Signum credentials there as well. Hooray. That did work properly. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to, uh, thank you guys in advance for all of the, uh, um, uh, all of the, the, the help and support that you guys have been able to, uh, um, uh, that you guys have been able to give and, uh, you know, look forward to get, no, let me explain the next steps and, 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 Oh, good question. A couple of people were asking, when do we need to have this raised by? I don't know, actually, that's been a little bit vague. Um, some of this is going to be due very soon. Uh, in particular, the stuff which is specifically for the comprehensive review, the incorporation fee, um, is not paid. It's not part of, it's, it's not, part of the Department of Education process. Um, that is a fee that is due to the Secretary of State's office, um, which comes after. So first you get approved by the Department of Education and the Higher Education Commission. And then once you've been approved by them, then the Secretary of State will talk to you and we can officially incorporate in the state of New Hampshire. And that, I believe, is when that part of the fee will come due. So that won't come due until the end, whereas uh, the rest of it, so the other $13,720, um, are going to be uh, ones that will be that will will come due sooner as part of the process uh, that we're involved with here. So within the next couple months, um, we're, de- you know, uh, we're definitely going to be uh, needing, needing that stuff. So let me end also by talking about the next steps. Uh, and of course, to talk about, uh, to talk about accreditation. Um, so first, let me explain that process. Cause a lot of people, I think, misunderstand accreditation. Um, the two steps are completely separate steps. Certification is governed by the states. That's why we're applying in the state of New Hampshire. Um, certification is sort of the legal presence of the institution. You are a completely legal, totally legitimate educational organization when you are certified with the state. The accreditation process is a separate process. It is a completely voluntary and optional process. It is not required uh, for any legal reason of any kind. Um, The accrediting bodies are not government bodies at all. They are private corporations whose entire purpose is just to oversee, uh, you know, they establish standards and, you know, judge whether or not institutions live up to those standards. That's what an accrediting body is. Um, And, uh, uh, yeah. And make money. I didn't say it, Paul. That was not me. You said that, not me. Um, but yeah, we'll get around to that. Um, we'll get around to that um, because I have to say, actually, the twenty-four thousand dollars that it's going to take for state certification is a good deal less 
than the entrance fee for accreditation, actually. Um, I've been doing a, a bunch of reading of fine print uh, over the last few weeks as we've been moving forward. You know, we're finally have gotten to a place where I'm, I'm still very much not looking past the, the uh, certification stage, but I'm you know beginning to make uh, more concrete plans than I have been able to yet uh, because certification is necessary as a preliminary. St- you can't apply for, for accreditation until you're certified. Um, but so that's where my focus has been. So I've been, I've been, you know, aware. You know, we've had, we've been targeting uh, accreditation all the way through, but we've not yet been there, sort of um, practically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as I say, I've been reading a lot of fine print lately, and um, it's a lot. Uh, I, I, I must admit that I have been a little bit surprised at the fees that are being charged by the accrediting bodies uh, and how that's going. It's, um, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, I have to have some conversations with them to see how willing they are going to be to work with us. But on paper, the entrance fee to be, well, okay, no, I can knock on the door, uh, but to have the door opened uh to us for accreditation is going to be somewhere between sixty and a hundred thousand dollars, according to the documentation that they have published. Um, and if that makes you gasp, I've been gasping for quite some time uh, in contemplating that. Um, I, I again, it's clearly premised on a system that assumes that that's you know chump change for schools how it can be chump change for a school that's starting up from, you know, for a, uh, someplace new like us. I mean, that's, that's most of our entire operating costs for a year. Um, but anyway, uh, accreditation is a big deal. Um, and I support the idea of accreditation. We are working towards accreditation. I am still, but I'll have another meeting later on as we get closer. Uh, the way that this will work is we'll complete the certification process. Then I will begin having some concrete conversations with the people in different accrediting bodies and see how we can move forward, you know, to see what, what, uh, what we can do. Uh, one bridge at a time, DMA, is exactly what we're doing. Um, we shall immediately be looking to... Uh, um, uh, to that uh, 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 to that bridge next, um, but uh, we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, as I say, accreditation accreditation is a wonderful thing. It's a really interesting thing, and a lot of people um, a lot of people misunderstand it. A lot of people mistake accreditation for like legal legitimacy. It's totally not, um, and. Well, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm not going to talk about this much more. Uh, I can tell s- s- somewhere a bunch of people on my staff starting to get uh, nervous about uh, what I'm about to say. But um, yeah, first things first. We will uh, we will get to where we need to go. Um, this is our first step, and we w- when we finish the state certification process, we will have arrived, and then. You know what comes next comes next, and we will uh, uh, we will we will tackle uh, the next adventure as it comes. So, uh, thank you so much uh, to everybody who has um, 
uh, and several of you have mentioned that you've already donated. I appreciate that so much. I'll be, we'll be uh, giving some updates uh, on that, of course, on uh, on the progress of that as we go. Obviously, as we continue to move through the process. By the way, um, so when we at the, the the culmination of the state certification process is a the meeting of the higher education commission i've mentioned them before all those presidents of all the universities in new hampshire and everybody and a few other people anyway um the, that that meeting which will be the the formal hearing of the case of signum university and the final vote on whether or not they should be granted uh acceptance um by the higher education commission that meeting is open to the public just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can live stream it. I don't even know. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, uh, that's, um, uh, that's, that's, going to be pretty cool. So that as whether that happens in May or whether that happens in June, of course, I'll keep everybody, I'll keep everybody posted about that. Um, and we will, um, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes, and we'll we'll throw a party. You realize, of course, that one way or the other, whether it's May or whether it's June, uh, both of them are before Mythmoot. By the time we get to Mythmoot this year, which is coming up right around the corner, by the time we get to Mythmoot, uh, we could be we could have this. Uh, process complete, right? And that could make Mythmoot Five a party of uh, a, a special. Uh, uh, magnificence indeed um, but uh, yeah it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty cool um, so uh, yeah yeah um, it's going to be it's going to be neat so this is uh, uh, this is uh, such an exciting moment I'm so glad to be able to share it with you guys thank you so much thank you for everything and again I, I know it sounds hokey but I I you know, I've been writing this stuff up. You know, I've been, I just, I've been, I, you know, wrote like a hundred page document uh, talking about Signum and who Signum is. I wrote this long preamble describing, you know, here's, here's what Signum is trying to do. Here's who we are. Here's how we're different from everybody. And here is how we did it. Here's how we did the impossible. Here's how we, I was told it was impo- not impossible. I was told that it was practically impossible by a, a member of one of the certification boards when I first called them back back in 2011. Um, and they told me, quote, frankly, I don't see how anybody could possibly do it. And I was like, oh, well, that's very encouraging. Thank you for that, as I'm just beginning. Um, but uh, anyway, so I've just been writing up this preamble about how, like, doggone it, we actually did it. And we did it because of you, because we have had people. Signum had nothing, but the Except one thing. There was one thing we've always had, and that has been people. Thank you guys uh, for coming along on this journey, for supporting uh, everything about this as we've gone along. Um, you know, whether it's been through your uh, through your attendance, uh, through your promotion, and and uh, you know your 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 social media presence, whether it's been through your uh, through your your donations that you've been able to give through your tuition uh, to our wonderful students uh, and to our uh, to our wonderful auditors who have been such a big part of this program uh, all the way through. It has been uh, it has been wonderful, uh, and uh, the the story, um, uh, you know, uh, 
we have uh, we have been part of a great story here, and the story is not is not over yet, uh, but it is coming to a uh, to a really important moment. And whatever happens from here, uh, you guys have been a, a part of a really wonderful story, uh, and I just thank you for for joining me in that. So. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything that you've done uh, and everything that you are continuing to do. And uh, I will keep you posted. There will be hopefully more exciting updates as we move forward. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining me tonight. And again, more soon uh, on all of this stuff. So thank you guys very much. Uh, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Any final questions you guys have? I want to make sure to give uh, uh, give questions. Thank you guys so much for your uh for your good wishes it's it's uh i and again i can't i get i i'm not i haven't cried so i i i I was i told myself i wouldn't cry but thank you guys oh um yeah yeah so thank you thank you all right everybody um good night and i'll talk to you guys soon see ya